0: Good evening and welcome to We In Sports Talk. I'm your host, Brian Tarvin. Thank you for joining us this fine Sunday evening. We're almost out of June. About to get past the 4th of July. And what that means is it is going to be nonstop college and NFL football from now until February, probably even later. We like we like to talk year-round college football, and and that's one thing we're about to get to do for sure. You know, it's hard in the dog days of summer to – your listeners aren't as, as many, but the true fans, the true people that love football, they still listen. So that's what matters to me. If you're just a casual fan, I don't want you anyway as much. I want people that love football as much as we do here at in Sports talking, and, and that's just what we want. We want you to call in 646-716-5564. A lot has happened since our last, you know, I think two weeks ago we had a show two weeks ago, I believe I'm right on that. We did miss last Sunday, but we've had the NBA draft. We've had the NBA finals finish up in this time, and so the NBA draft was interesting. We've got some free agency working on it, just trying to to see what's going to happen. Is another super team going to be formed because of, Golden State's dominance right now. I know LeBron's on the horn trying to get Jordan to come back, trying to get Bird to come back, whatever he can do to win me. I hope to be honest with you. But we'll talk about that later. And I do have Phil Steele's College Football 2017 Preview Magazine, a beautiful magazine at the front. It's got Cameron Petway from Auburn, Nick Chubb from Georgia, Various guys from LSU, the guy that just squatted 650 pounds, that is, and then the big offensive lineman looks like Frank Ragnall out of Arkansas. This magazine is 12.99 in stores, man. That is a very, very expensive magazine. But Jonathan, you know, got on to me the other day for not for not getting the Phil still magazine. So when it came out, I had to buy it. I know Jason Humphrey likes Phil still magazine, but. But there's some nice previews. I mean, there's some nice other magazines. I got the SEC one. There's uh, one for Florida that's got Florida State, Miami, Florida, and South Florida. There's one for the Pac-12 that's got Oregon, Washington, Stanford, and UCLA. And then we have the. Here's one. that doesn't it doesn't say what it is, but its it has got USC, Florida State, Ohio State, and Alabama. I still don't understand why, why people are so high on this USC team. And even Ohio State is starting to concern me a little bit after watching them last year play. And I'm waiting for my computer to download, so forgive me for a minute. They've got a Big 12 Mountain West Conference Magazine, Big 10 Notre Dame, Texas. Where it's got all the big Texas teams in there, if you want to call them that. And then it has the East Coast. It's got Clemson. Um, no Florida State on this one. It's got Clemson, Penn State, Louisville, and Stanford, I don't, or North Carolina State. I don't understand why Florida State's not on the the one with the East Coast. So Florida State's on the the one with Bama, and USC, and Ohio State. But again, all these nice covers. I got the SEC one, of course. That's the one I get. Jonathan, you you made me feel bad last time. I had to go out and get my Phil Steele magazine. <laughs>
1: uh, you know, I'm. Uh... I haven't gotten it yet. That's more negligence on my part. Well, actually, I don't think he's in stores till Tuesday. I think he said he, the stores don't get until the 27th, so I'll be getting mine then. Um, I love how he does the regional covers. Own. Well, you you probably pre-ordered, didn't you?
0: No, it was in Publix. What? Yeah.
1: Oh, I right know. I'm going after We're done. Oh, um, <laughs> but uh, the reason why Florida State is on the East Coast cover, I figured this out, um, was that because we we have the Florida magazine, um, mm-hmm. they they he decided to give an entire region like that without including us because Florida's that special, and and I appreciate Mister Steele for that.
0: <laughs> I like all the different covers like that. I just. I mean, I would like for you know it's twelve ninety nine a magazine plus seven twenty shipping. But if you get all eight magazines, you can get including shipping seventy nine bucks. That's not bad. If you wanted to collect those every year, that could be be something cool to look back on. Let your kids read one day and see what college football was really about. So yeah. it's, it's pretty cool. I got the SEC. one. I've got Cam on there. And uh, that's the that's the monster that nobody talks about. Robert anymore. They talk about Stidham. They talk this and that. They don't talk about the the beast that can just. I mean, do you remember how what what kind of a year he was having until he came up lame against Vanderbilt with that injury? I mean, he was just. Yeah. He had like four games in a row with over 150 yards. I know it was. It may have been six, but I know it was four.
1: Yeah, I mean he he was on a war path. Um, I remember I remember us talking about him during the season, where it just you you could see it when the offense started clicking was when he just hit that level. That was uh, uh, Louisiana Monroe, Mississippi State, Arkansas, Ole Miss. You're right. It was that it was that huge run in that Vanderbilt game where all of a sudden, boom! It's like somebody shot him in the back of the leg. And as soon as I saw that, because I had seen it with
0: Dalvin the year before, it was oh no. Yeah, I know. I thought he was. I thought his season was over after that. I was like, because I looked bad. Dude. I mean, he couldn't even make it to the end zone. That's how bad it was. he had to, So and and he never got healthy. The Georgia game, he didn't play, and then the uh, the Alabama game, he was kind of. I mean, when you're hurt like that, especially when you're going up against them, they know you're. Cam Petway was the only weapon we had on offense last year, so when Alabama saw him they're like, Okay, let's just let's just prevent him from doing it. So I'm interested to see what he can do, if he can stay healthy for an entire season. Carry on Johnson as well. But what do you think about Darius guys for L S U squatting six fifty? That's a, that's a lot of weight for a running back.
1: I mean, I guess good for him. I'm never impressed by how much a guy fetch is. Um oh,
2: squat, I was always what
1: or squats, whatever. I, I don't care. I mean, good for you. She you have kind of short. a sport. You got strong legs and a strong back, and, and that's great, and supposedly that helps translate onto the football field, and that's fine and dandy. I mean, my whole thing was I would hit uh, 225 for the bench and 315 for the squat, and it would just be rep, 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 rep. Because, look, at a certain point, lifting a, a, a large amount of weight does more damage than good. I mean my dad bodybuilded. Um, you know, I, I remember him telling me I benched over I benched five fifteen. So each later I throw my rotator cuff. If you had told me if I hadn't been benching the way I was you'd get to five fifteen and I would have and, and you say I wouldn't have to go through to my rotator cuff, there's no way I would have gone over four hundred. So every, you know, everybody I've talked to as a trainer says you don't need to push it And there's no logical reason, unless you're in a competition for that, there's no logical reason for anybody to bench over 400
0: pounds. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really – I mean, I don't even think it translates on the field as much. Like, you know, I mean, if you're running and you're running back, yeah, it's good to be strong, but what good is it going to do you to to bench 500 pounds? Is that going to make you run the ball better? Now, it may it may make you t- hit a little better, but not really. I mean, I've seen some real strong people get hurt. You know, they may be good in the chair. Here's the deal: the guy, the guy's short. The guy's short anyway. He's probably full of steroids. We know that. Um, so it's not like he's doing something something major. You know, it's not like wow. It's just not right. Now the guy's eating steroids. That's the only reason they would probably put that out. But anyway, we'll, we'll we'll talk about this in a few minutes. We'll we'll go through Phil Steele's top ten or fifteen and see see what it looks like compared to some of the other ones and you know, it is a lot of detail in this one, but here's the deal. They've got Phil Stills. I just wanna put it out there, all the people that Southern Cal me but, yeah, I mean with the like country. And Ohio State's too. I mean it's just like, come on. I mean, I get it. I mean, I understand. But all these writers, and that's the same thing, Jonathan. They all regurgitate each other's information. Nobody has a thought of their own. It's all—they all get together and they copy each other. So the first magazine that comes out, everybody's starting to copy each other. So uh, I don't know. LSU thirteen in this one. Clemson eight. Florida is ninth. That's why. That's what got me when I looked and saw Florida number nine, Jonathan. Really. Number nine. Miami, 11. Miami and Florida ranked ahead of Auburn and LSU. Mm. Now, you know, you know the state of Florida. How good is Miami and Florida going to be this year, honestly?
1: I mean, here's the thing with Miami. Um, their defense is probably going to be pretty good, like top 25 good. Uh, they've got plenty of st- skill position guys. I don't trust their offensive line like everybody else does. But right now, their two quarterback options are a freshman or a walk on.
2: Like, you're
1: you're not making a run with a walk on or a true freshman. I don't care who you are, and we're not talking like a five star John. You know, of, you know what I came was like a low four, so let, let's just be real about that for a minute. And you look at Florida, A, your front seven's completely re- Actually, your whole defense is completely rebuilt. And not for nothing, but Macklin has not been recruiting that great. He definitely hasn't been recruiting that, that, that great on defensive side of the ball compared to what Muschamp did. Um, offensively, I mean, yeah, this is supposed to be, like, the best receiving group that Florida's had in a while, believe it or not. Uh, And they always seem to have running backs. But, again, an offensive line that wasn't all that good last year. And who's your quarterback? Are you going to do Felipe Franks, who everybody's kind of, you know, even the Florida fan base is hot and cold on? Or are you going to trust the kid that got run out of Notre Dame? Because, I mean, he only played two games up there in Zaire.
0: yeah, uh, we'll, we'll we'll get back to these in a minute. Let's get Humphrey on. He wants to say something probably about this Field Steel magazine. Jason, what's going on, bud?
2: Hey, not much, guys. How are you guys doing tonight?
0: Well, wonderful,
2: okay. wonderful. Yeah, um, I can't get my field steel till the third, um, so I I'm gonna have to wait for about a week. But with the whole USC thing. It's it's real funny that everybody forgets that they got steamrolled against Alabama last year. Like everybody yeah. forgets that, you know. Yeah, their and, schedule yeah, wasn't Europe, that you know, tough, was it? I mean, I think the
0: Pac-12 was kind of weak uh, for the most yeah, part was, with Oregon being down. Don't you think so? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, Oregon being down, they lost to a really bad at Stanford team. Um, at the end of the year, they just got hot. You know, and if USC gets hot the year before, they'll get the postseason love and one eyes. It feels like Matt Barkley when they were uh, ranked preseason number one, um, all that hype they got, and they just bottom out. You know?
0: Yeah, well, Jason, Jason, you know that fifty-two to six loss you're talking about. Alabama. Mm -hmm. They turned around and beat Utah State. They lost to Stanford and Utah. But after that, Mm -hmm. I mean, that schedule, you know, with Arizona State, Jonathan, Colorado, Arizona, Cal, Oregon, they did beat Washington on the road. I'll give them that. They beat UCLA. They beat Notre Dame. This was a team that was was good in the end, Jonathan, and I think it was because the pressure was off. I mean, this is a one-and-three team that started in a kind of a conference with not a good defense as much besides Washington, they took advantage of that and they played with house money really. I don't I think it's different when you come in this year and you're playing as a as a huge favorite and you start out with Western Michigan, Stanford, Texas, at Cal, at Washington State. You've got Notre Dame on the road, Arizona State on the road. I mean I, I think it's different, Jonathan, playing as the, the hunted and not the hunter really. I think they're in trouble.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean I agree. I, uh we we've always had the debate
2: on
0: which one you rather be. And to be honest, it's always better to be the hunter mm-hmm. than to be the one being hunted. Um, well, I mean, hey, hey, hey Johnson, we, 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 will you silence your phone on that so I don't have to hear that?
2: Is that well, I've got a headache a little
0: bit. I don't want to hear that. Mm-hmm. Oh. Thank you, my friend. I love you. Or that may uh, be I Jason, really but to, it's usually Josh.
2: I jogging. would... I will add this about USC. When USC was great, their defense is great, and I didn't really thought that of the defense last year. Um, that Rose Bowl was a high in ball game. If I um, remember correctly. yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't see that. Wasn't and
0: tell me if I'm wrong. Wasn't Penn State winning the most, the majority of that game?
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I believe Penn State was up. Yeah, they made a And yeah, really, how good was
0: Penn State last year? Let's be honest, Jonathan. How good was Penn State? Really? I mean, they were a, a Wisconsin, a poor man's Wisconsin to me. They're not that great. You
1: know, it's funny considering they beat Wisconsin, uh, but I, I think you're right. It, that that Ohio State game and. Um, it set false expectations for what Penn State really was. You know, they, they won that game based on the fact that Ohio State couldn't block a defensive end, and, you know, they made a poor special teams decision. So, uh, for them to be up, what was it, 17, I believe, on USC in that game, and yeah, USC made the comeback, and kudos, and congratulations, and all that, but, like, you were down 17 points to a team that, you know, the final score indicates what is your equal, and my all rights should have been your equal the whole day. You know, I just remember last year when we looked at USC schedule and said, God, how are they going to win more than eight games for how difficult this is going to be? And then Arizona State bombed, um, Arizona bombed, Oregon bombed, UCLA bombed, Notre Dame bombed. I mean, the only team on their schedule that exceeded expectations in the last eight games that they played before they got to Penn State was Colorado. Everybody else was
0: below or at It's it's amazing. Yeah, let's go back to Penn State real quick and I don't I mean I can't forget the pit loss early in the season, but you know, when you're halfway through there. when you're four or five games in and you lose by thirty nine points to Michigan. You know, and and then they beat Minnesota by three. I mean, they beat Maryland, yeah, congratulations. They did come back and luck up they were twenty point underdog against Ohio State. Don't forget that. At Purdue, uh, they won Iowa. We know what Iowa is. They're the fake guys of college football, as Colin Coward said. They beat Indiana, Rutgers, a terrible Michigan State team. So you look at that schedule, really. I mean, Ohio State and Michigan beat them, in my opinion. And it's like any any other win they had was just kind of who cares? And I think people are just going crazy about this that, that Rose Bowl last year and beating. A Wisconsin team that wasn't that good. We we saw a play. Who did Wisconsin play in the bowl game? Do you remember?
1: Western Michigan. Oh, yeah. Western Michigan beat no, them. Okay. Now they lost. Western Michigan lost. So, yeah, Wisconsin beat right? Western
0: Michigan like 41 14 Yeah, I mean, Wisconsin beat LSU the first game of the season. But look how bad LSU was at quarterback at that time. I mean, it was – Embarrassing. So I think, let's let's slow down is all I'm saying about, let's just stop
2: it with
0: Florida. I mm-hmm. mean, I'm people are jumping on the bandwagon. Let's stop with with USC and Penn State right now. Let's even stop on Oklahoma until they can show me they can play defense. I mean, it's yeah. just like these guys. Washington is number seven. Why is Washington not up in the top four? They're bringing everybody back, just about. They, they went to the playoff last year. Uh, I just don't know. It's all about what fan bases are going to read this magazine, Jason, don't you think? It just kind of helps Yeah. I, if you're a Miami fan and you see this, you're going to go crazy. If you're a Florida fan and you see you're in the top ten, you're going to buy the magazine. I think that's what this is about.
2: Uh, yeah, but I will add, that's why I love the Phil Steele magazine because Athlons and Landings pretty much have the same top 25, but you get Phil Steele that always – Less um, out the latest, and he always has teams that you know, like, oh, I didn't really see that team there, and wanna I, I, I mm-hmm. feel like he's more subjective on his top twenty-five. Not saying this way, well, right, but, but But, Jason,
0: he's got Ole Miss at thirty-five. There's not a situation in the world that I could see yeah. Ole Miss yeah. finishing in the top
2: thirty-five. Maybe wow. I'm wrong. Uh, I But does he have Oregon? I want to, I'm just curious.
0: Uh, Oregon
2: is ranked
0: 85th. No, they're 23rd. They're 23rd.
1: 20th? Phil's biased. Well, Phil's biased. He's the only one that delivers prison. So just look for his folks whose fan base have a high prison population. High Miami and Florida. Uh, You know, obviously they're going to be juiced a little higher than they should be.
0: Oh, And uh Georgia Virginia Tech's an interesting team too, the twenty five. Uh I look at them, I'm ready to see them start coming back. And I think in the next three years, Virginia Tech's gonna be back in their winning ways again. It's it's not overnight, but a top twenty five finish will be good. Georgia mm-hmm. twenty two, that's the that's the wild card to me. It's like I look at Georgia, yeah. I see the running back I, I see question a quarterback, and I see a bad offensive line, Jonathan. I think that's why he has them so low. A lot of people are high on Georgia to win the East, and uh, they're, they're going to be favored to win the East. So what does Phil still know about Florida at 9 compared to Georgia at 22 when 8 out of 10 experts are predicting Georgia to be in Atlanta, Jonathan?
1: You know, that's, that's, that's a really, really good question. I would love to know, and one thing in my hand in the magazine, obviously I'll – have, you know, the digest version of this. I mean, look, yeah, I get it. They return four of the five uh, starting linemen and okay, Cad cool. And they have deep receivers. But, again, we don't know what's going on at quarterback. And they have talent at running back. And none of it, I don't know if you would say it's proven. They bring back, what, two starters on the defense? You know, you're replacing all your cornerbacks for the second year. You know, you're both need to cornerbacks the second year in a row. All three linebackers, all four defensive linemen are going to be new starters. Like, like at some point, we have to look at Florida and realize that McIlwain has not been recruiting to the level that he should be for this to be successful. Um, obviously, he has, has not been able to really develop a quarterback. Uh, they've had some struggles on the offensive line. And defense, it's funny because people talk about how good Florida's defense is, right? And then Florida State drops, like, 31 on them, or when they drop 27 on them. You know, I mean, I'm just saying, like, we always hear about how good Florida's defense is because of what they do against UMass and Kentucky and North Texas and Vanderbilt and Mizzou. But when Arkansas put the 31 up on them, oh, well, there were reasons. What do you mean there are reasons? Arkansas put up 31 points on them. Like, and I call, him a, call a punk a punk. Come on now.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Jason, I've got some good news for you, bud. What? Uh, when Wayne Sports is going to buy your Phil Steel magazine, just send me uh, send me how much you pay for it and your address, and we'll pay for it for you, okay?
2: All
0: right.
2: Uh, I'll send you a message through Facebook.
0: Uh, you, t- you too, Jonathan.
2: Oh, come on now. So just send your.
0: No, I mean that's- we'll write it off, man. You guys are you're the co-host, and and we're going to do something on the IRS. Here, Sunny Clark's going to call in in a few too. So, Sonny, when you're in, press number one. And we'll get you in. Just talking some college right now. We will talk some NBA in just a minute. But just just kind of talking college a minute. Uh, Phil still put all of his followers in there too all of his twitter followers he's a he does a show on block talk radio as well Phil still does, and he's mm-hmm. just so dry man he he doesn't have a personality yeah. he's like a an accountant sitting there talking about about and I like numbers, don't get me wrong, but if you're gonna be on radio at least have a personality at least be a smart ass at least be <laughs> something you know like Jonathan just you know just be a smart ass that's all you have to be to be successful in life.
1: <laughs> it works. Can
0: see you get number 30? I'm, I'm going to give you a team, guys, to watch out for a little bit. Y'all don't laugh at me. Kentucky, it's not going to be Tennessee. Team to, to, no, I'm, not, I'm not going to say Tennessee ever again until they actually do it. How about that? Dan,
2: I'll come in life. and
0: See, guys, I told you so. But Kentucky is a team I think is going to win eight games this year, seven or eight games. Um. I think they're getting a little better. Uh, Nebraska at 37, they suck. Appalachian State at 33, they suck. A&M at 31, we know they suck. It's, it's yeah. going to be six and zero and zero and six. Yeah, uh, but it's just it's it's fun, just fun to go through these. It's, it's fun to go through these things, and we'll go through in a few minutes. But let's let's switch gears just a minute, uh, Jonathan. What game was on when we won our last show was? it game five or 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 was the finals over when we had the last show? I'm trying to remember.
1: Um, two weeks ago. Good mm. Lord. I think it might have been like game two or game three. Because I don't think they had won yet. Because you were talking about how it would feel if they had won.
0: Okay. Well, it was a boring series. Golden State <laughs> took care of business like they should have. You know, they're the they're the best team in the NBA. It's not even close. And we had drafts, and Sonny and I were talking about that earlier today. He had his show, and I didn't get to catch all of it because of a little five-month-old beautiful baby I'm taking care of. You know, Lonzo Ball comes out, and uh, Lavar, excuse me, Lavar comes out. Jonathan and I told Sonny I think Lavar is a genius uh, because I think he marketed his son and got his son on a map. At least it was. It might not have been in a good light, but it was in a light. And, and I just didn't even know who he really was or paid attention until his dad came out. And I guarantee you there's a lot of other people in the world that, that feels the same as I do. So give me your take real quick, Jonathan, and then we'll bounce to Jason and we'll bring Sonny on to talk about LeVar Ball and his, his antics, really. the got his son drafted two overall.
1: I mean, yeah, do so I find Levar Lavar Ball annoying, yes, but I blame ESPN for that. They just keep putting him on T V. And, you know, it's <laughs> always because well he says something else we just again, guys we have to have him back. Look, well, he's gonna keep doing it.
2: Hey
1: Yeah, it's annoying. But it has put a spotlight on his son. So the issue is his son has got to produce at a high level because what his his dad's antics have not put him in a favorable light with everybody else in the league. B, because of his father's antics, you know, he knew where he was going. Like, that was the cool thing about it. It um, was so that Lonzo knew he was getting drafted by the Lakers. A, the Lakers liked him, uh, which obviously helps, but <laughs> LeVar was like, he's only going to play for the Lakers. That's where he was going. Now, if the Lakers were slick, they would have been like, okay, well, if you're going to come to us, we'll draft you number twenty-seven. Uh, but um, you know, and, and then he also looked at the fact that he has his own apparel company now, and if his son does meet the expectations, because now everybody knows about Big Baller Brand, right? And if, if his son meets the expectations, it's not crazy to think that he gets a billion dollars to, to to join from one of the big magnets. Um, yeah, especially if his other two sons come along and and are just as good. As Lonzo, as, I mean, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just, he's a smart man, but the way he goes about it just annoys everybody. I, I think that's the yeah. rap he's gotten at this point. I don't think anybody's going to say he's stupid. He just says outlandish things for the attention. Yeah,
2: Jason, what do you think, real quick? He was the most, he was more entertaining than the NBA Finals. That's, that's all I got to say. Yeah. As, He's allowed to melt that, which is fine. Well, I think the you Lakers guys want to be it. in the
0: spotlight again. Don't, don't, don't mm-hmm. you, Jason? I think they want to be in the spotlight. They need to be good again and to bring mm-hmm. this attention to them. I think they like that, don't you?
2: Well, I, I think it's just a conspiracy that Boston and L.A. had a one-two pitch. You know, you think the NBA want those two teams back together? Yeah, on the same week that that 30-for-30 was aired?
1: Are you saying that they gave up on the Knicks?
2: Uh, Yeah, (laughs) I thought the (laughs) Knicks franchise pulled it by now, but that's still (laughs) okay. (laughs) Here it comes.
0: Where is he going? Do you hear
2: anything? No, I. You just you stand that back. Oh, let's,
0: let's try it again. I grab a dog, I took
1: him,
2: and I I kick the shit out of him, and I and I all day long I put up a dog's
1: ass, just bang, bang, bang up his ass. That's my pleasure.
0: Sonny, <laughs> there you go. That, that's your intro now, Sonny. That's the one. Thank play. you. A, wow. Hey,
1: boy. Hey, hey, what's
0: Sonny? up? How's it going, guys? Good. Oh, wonderful. Good, How good. How you feeling, Sonny? How'd, you, how'd, you, how'd your show go today? I went better
3: when everybody got there. Uh, <laughs> well, I, and I went off on my my hour and a
0: half barrage of uh, going off. But hey, it, it is what it is. And I will listen to that tonight. It helps me when I listen to the sports of so Sonny's up tonight. That's when I listen to Sonny's show on Sunday night. I'm like, oh, I'll put it on. Yeah, it's so boring you can Sunday. go to sleep. <laughs> no, no, I just, I just can't listen to myself. I, mean, I would go crazy if I had to listen to my voice all the time, like for that long. So Well Sonny, what do you th- I know you you've given your thoughts on this and I know, but tell everybody in the audience what do you think about this LaVar ball and going to the Lakers. What do you think this how does this impact the Lakers going forward, do you think?
3: Well, I how it impacts, I mean, it just depends. I mean, if you're talking about LeVar Ball going, uh, you know, getting paid off by the Lakers to keep his mouth shut, yeah, you know, he probably – I mean, he, him and Magic had a meeting because I don't think Magic is about ready to sit and listen to this guy, you know, you know, talk, talk trash, talk stupidity about his son, who happens to be a Laker. He's going to make the Lakers a laughing stock. So Magic Johnson, who paid two billion dollars for a franchise in the Dodgers, that was worth one point two. I don't think he has a problem to give out about two or three million dollars to shut Levar Ball up. I mean, so so that that's what I think, and I think the whole thing was really. I, I, I think LeVar Ball is actually quite selfish. I don't think it, he is a gentleman who is really out for his son. I think he's all out for himself. And I think the fact that he goes up and makes stupid statements and makes a complete ass of himself was the reason why that you can think that. Now, you can also think he's a genius, which that, that part I get. Um, it, but... I really honestly think there's ulterior motives. It wasn't the motives to get his son recognized. I don't think he needed to do that in order for that to be done. They were talking about him. Um, Maybe he got him some more money. Maybe he got the shoes. But I don't think it's all about, you know, his son. It's all about him and his cut. Yeah,
0: and you remember when he was on the Colin Coward show and Colin's co-host, Kristen, and or I think that's her name And he just talked bad to her Like disrespected her as a female And all this mm-hmm. stuff I wonder if that was really Or was that kind of plan for ratings Like Jonathan talked about ESPN To blame and, and all this I think these guys are dying for ratings And they will do things on purpose And let him do that To get more clicks and, and more listens honey. Oh god
3: yeah I mean it's not about really good radio it's not about really good entertainment it's about what would pique someone's interest in the introductory line of a video Uh, and and you're absolutely right that's a very you know part of it's entertainment part you know And I get it, but I don't think Fox needs to do that. I think ESPN needs to do that more than Fox because Fox, let's be honest, is kicking ESPN's ass right now, especially after the layoffs and everything else. So I I would think that ESPN would have to come up with the entertainment and the nonsense more so than Fox would. That having been said, you know. It's all entertainment It's about what can be sold It's about what sponsor could pay the most For a certain spot And it's about the 15 second commercial Right before They play of a video So it's not really about Real radio And real opinions like you get right here
0: And Jonathan I'll go to you on this one Somebody brought up a point I wanted to talk about Anyway Why do you think ESPN Why do you think all these layoffs happened, and is there any way for them to come back? Is it just because people quit watching ESPN? I mean, what do you think the downfall of ESPN right now is, and and can they come back?
1: Sports Center, it's Sports Center. here's the unfortunate reality with with ESPN. So they they put a bunch of money into Sports Center. What was it? Four years ago with the new studio. They got the studio in LA, and you got the, the studio in Bristol, which are the one in Bristol was fairly new. They did a bunch of renovations and stuff, so it cost a lot of money, right? But ESPN uh-huh. forgot to take into account that after every game is finalized, within 15 minutes, they have a two-minute recap of, of the game. So why 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 do I have to turn tune in the Sports Center to watch a recap of the game when well, I can stop my computer right quick, or I can sit there on my phone and watch it? And they forgot about the power of that. They, did, they, they didn't realize the power of social media. They made mistakes with the advancement of technology, and they stuck they spent all their money at the Sports Center, not knowing that they themselves had already kind of started to kill it. Um, you know, I think the layoffs happened because of that. ABC, uh, well, especially Disney uh, said, "Look, you guys are the only uh, red mark on our on our book. You need to write your shit." Um, and that, and that's that's it's unfortunate a, a lot of the people well, not a lot, but there were a good number of people who got laid off that it was a shame because they were good writers and they were good reporters. Uh, you know. Ooh. And of course some of the T V personalities got laid off and that's fine, but you know, you see how they tried to rebrand sport found six o'clock. Um, you know, what it was the his and her or whatever. Uh and, and, and it's just it's a shame to see well it used to because, you know it used to be you'd come home after work or or school or you know after dinner you know you'd sit down and you'd watch sports to what <laughs> what's going on <laughs> exactly you don't do that no more hmm. um you know and so and it's, it's watered it down was,
0: isn't it Jonathan it, it seems like there's too many shows like they like at his and her garbage that's a bullshit show mm-hmm. i mean it's it's terrible and. And Stephen A. Smith, I think he kills your ratings, too, doesn't he? I mean, I think he does. I think so, he's terrible.
2: He should, but he
1: doesn't, oddly enough. Because people, you know, you you go to a restaurant or wherever, and they'll just have ESPN on in the morning just because it's ESPN. Uh, you know, the ratings for first take, and the reason why first take moved from ESPN to the ESPN is because the ratings are so good, and, and, and you had to move it. Moving. Uh, you know, and, and you know, Skip Bayless is gone and people thought that he would take a hit, but that Skip Bayless show was with, with Shannon Sharp was undisputed. Their numbers are awful. Um, you know, <laughs> so they're they're having a tough time because you know, at the same time, people are trying to get sick of the debate thing. Uh they really are, uh, you know, it, it I I I there's a way to fix it. There is. But the unfortunate problem is that the the ignorant sport viewer doesn't really care. They kind of enjoy the bait and the hot take in the new hot take culture. And this hot take culture is it's not going to go away. It's not.
0: But well, Jason, Jason Humphrey, what do you think about ESPN? And, and what, what do you think? Uh, why, why do you think they're failing? And what are they going to do to turn it around? You know, college game tape's huge for them. So, so let me know your thoughts.
2: Yeah, I, I think as far as the debate show, um, I I see myself watching the first uh, the Fox Sports debate show better than the ESPN one with uh, the Fox Sports as Shannon Sharp, which was a great chess talker in the NFL and obviously Skip Bates. But I, I, I think Fox Sports has better programming. And and Sonny
0: Sonny looking at I know Colin Coward, he's a personality and some people hate him, but his ratings are so good right now. But it seems like ESPN started failing when Colin Coward left. I think he held that <laughs> I think he held the ratings for ESPN up there. Am I wrong about that or
3: Yeah, you're wrong about it. It it's in part of him. Because that first take I'm gonna tell you right now, when it was Skip Bayless and Stephen A. That that was the number one rated show on ESPN. Mm-hmm. Period. It, and it, that and that when that split happened, it, both shows, whether he was going over to Fox or whether he was going, you know, and and Stephen A. staying there, they're they're doomed. Okay. But here's one of the problems that it, that's happening with ESPN, and it's real simple. All you got to do is go back to to MTV, guys. Okay, first when MTV came on, it was about the music, it was about the videos, okay? After about 10, 15 years of music and videos, they moved over to reality shows. Now, that's all you get on MTV. MTV isn't about music anymore. Neither is VH1 for crying out loud. It's all entertainment, whether it is reality shows, whether it be debate shows and everything else. So, obviously, with ESPN being in the corner of Disney... Disney's about entertainment, so it's not about sports anymore, folks. It's about entertainment. How can they entertain the the audience? How can they get the ratings via entertainment now, more so than the sports? And that is what's killing ESPN. And guess what? uh, Fox? they grab up the guys that were bringing in the news and talking about the news. And even though undisputed has got some horrible, uh, horrible numbers, they got the guys, they got the guy, they got Colin cowherd. They got the guys that are going to get them the ratings. So in ESPN, what are they doing? Uh, you know, guess what? They, they cut some major payroll, major money in payroll, and what are they doing? They're getting the guys coming out of the East, uh, you know, out of journalism school that really want to be the uh, Ed Werters, uh, the uh, Adam Schefters, and things like that. And they're going to find one. They're going to find it out of out of the massive people that have always dreamed of being on ESPN if they couldn't be in an NFL, NBA, or Major League Baseball, or even for that matter, hockey uniform. So once it's well, turned John- to entertainment, right. now it's changed. Yeah, I've used the TV comparison. Yeah, I think
0: that's a good comparison. But doing the thing. Right. And if I'm, and you can make money, they did, but they can. Fox is ESPN now. Yeah. I mean, it's, they're, 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 they're doing it right. Just like ESPN was before. And they're getting, I mean, I think one of the things with Fox too was the Dallas Cowboys being so good this year. And some of those games they had, I just, I just think Fox is is going in the right direction. I think, I think they're getting a college. Which one is it, Jonathan? They're getting like maybe the Big Ten or or some kind of conference they're getting. Yeah, it's the Big
1: Ten. They have the Big Ten and the Big 12. I mean, they're going to have Michigan and Ohio State this year. Um, I believe they're going to have Bedlam as well. I mean, Fox is interesting because there are areas where they're progressing. At the same time, They've had their own issues of mismanaging talent, like Jay and Dan, who they brought in from uh, the Sportsnet up in, uh, up in Canada. I mean, those are two guys who are great for in-studio, and they kind of mismanaged them and ran them out a little quick. Uh, Katie Nolan is another one who I really appreciate her work, and they stuck her at a midnight slot. when in all reality, she should have been a primetime slot. She, she, uh, Jay, Dan, and her, if you ran that from 6 to 7, ESPN wouldn't get a viewer. Uh, because I believe those three for their talent is that good. See, will make the hell. Fox is just managing some of its talent. You know, and another reason why Skip Bayless and Colin Cowherd went to Fox was because they just outbid ESPN. And ESPN's like, you know, Skip Bayless isn't worth $6 million a year. Here, take them.
0: And, guys, I want to mention something about part of ESPN, the SEC network. And let's be honest, bomb bomb. without that show, The SEC Network would be gone, Sonny.
2: I mean, I
0: can't stand Feinbaum, but a lot of these inbreds around the nation love to call in and and listen to the Paul Feinbaum show. The guy knows nothing about football. But he's doing something right, Sonny. What is Paul Feinbaum doing so right? Because I'm telling you, ESPN would be gone without the SEC Network. They'd be done. Well, I – I
3: think you're you're absolutely right, and but here's the thing: it's the football that's keeping him. I don't think it's him. But that having been said, he can say and do some of the things that would get the numbers. And sometimes he probably doesn't believe half the garbage he's putting out. And and I said that I said that about what happens on first take. Some of the things that you know Stephen A. and uh, And um, Skip Bayless was saying, I bet half the time they didn't believe half the garbage they were putting out, but they have to put out an entertainment uh, product. ESPN still in that entertainment deal, and it is flowing over into their. I mean, all you got to do is look at, just like Jonathan said, look at ESPN Sports Center. It's not necessarily even reporting about the news more so than how they can make it look fancy enough to keep all the dim wits. Oh, look at the lights! Look at the graphics! No <laughs> one cares about the sports. They, they're looking at. Oh, wow, that's a pretty color. Um, so you know. It, it, and So they got to entertain to keep it, and that's the reason why they put a lot of money in Sports Center. But I agree with Jonathan. Sports Center, I can't even sit and watch. I'd rather go and do exactly what he said. Click on it. There's something I want to watch, more so than listen to the nonsense that I don't want to watch.
1: Well, and you know the network oh, that killed awesome them was, a, was the Longhorn Network. That is the oh, network yeah. that oh, – because they sunk six figures uh, – nine figures – into the Longhorn Network, and that is a monumental bust. I mean, a monumental Huge bust. bust. Um, mm-hmm. and, and also, I mean, another part of ESPN's issues is the escalating rate, uh, um, right seat with the NDA. How much money are they throwing at the NDA? Uh, you know, how much money are they tr- are they spending to keep Monday Night Football? Which I don't know if that's a grand idea or not. I don't know who's going to compete for that. Um, you know, the Sunday night football overtook Monday night football because you got better matchups. The NFL was kind of stuck. Uh, ESPN was some crummy Monday night matchups. Um, then you look at uh, the, the escalating fees sea, right for college football. I mean, the price of airing those products has gone up, whether you like it or not. You know, we're gonna have an ACC network soon, and in all. You know, I mean, it's it's a great idea to have these networks, the FPC and the ACC network, because then you can have more games on that people want to see. You know, if you want to watch, you know, your team play against an inferior opponent, if you will, or if there's a really stacked weekend, uh, which we've seen, you need as many networks as you can. Uh, and that—that that that's the beauty of those networks. I mean, the Big Ten Network is a success. I mean, and part of the reason the Big Ten Network is a rallying success was because the first game they ever televised, Appalachia State beat Michigan. And everybody found the Big Ten Network rather quickly Mm -hmm. was like, oh my goodness, this is phenomenal. You mean we can get another channel with more football in the SEC network? And they, I mean, the only network. That uh, a a conference has had that's bombed is the Pac-12 because they're idiots and, and, and they can't figure out how to make that national because the Pac-12 never was national I can't tell you how many times I've gone online yeah. to watch a stream from the Pac-12 network to watch a game so I, the Longhorn Network really bombed them. Um, you know, ESPNU has been a great, great success for them, but the problem with the SEC Network is I'm scrolling through the channels and they're replaying the spring games every day. You have a different mm-hmm. spring game, every, and you're like, okay, all right, guys. You guys honestly don't have more to put on there. You have to have more content yeah. you can throw on there. Or even, well, that's the or only
3: problem with only having – you're only having, you know, and I know this when I say it sounds incredibly stupid, you got to have more than 10 teams, you know, if you're going to run the network. I mean, I, frankly, I think they must up. Frankly, I think they should have just made a college football station. And, and And that way they would have, I mean, there's a plethora of college football games any given weekend, for God's sake. So I think the fact that they just made it exclusive within the conferences, was the mistake, although in, in theory, it sounds like a great idea, like but if you had the market on just college football, and it don't matter if you don't have one conference, you can still talk about them, uh, but you can't play that, but you still make the entertainment about it, and just in, in and put the Big Ten, put all of those together on one channel, especially when it's not college football season. Let's be honest, no yeah. one's watching those channels until college football comes on, so put Put them all together on one channel so if someone can watch the volleyball from from what Auburn or women's softball, yeah. which everybody seems to have Nobody an incredible hard on about. I, I don't, that part I don't well, I like get. And then, but then you don't have seven separate stations that you're paying astronomical money for. And that's when you bring in those young interns out of college and get them in and get them set and get them ready for the big time. That would have been ESPN, but that's the thing. ESPN does not, it's just like the NFL don't need a minor league. They got the college football. ESPN doesn't need, you know, they got the colleges and that young talent's going to come out.
0: Well, I'll tell you this, the SEC network did it right with, with the Fine Bomb show and, and the reason the Fine Bomb does good guys and I like the SEC network, I like it different, I like it separated, but the thing the SEC network has done more than anybody else, like one thing about Colin Coward, he gets a caller on that agrees with him or they don't and he cuts them off in ten seconds. The Paul Feinbaum show is ninety percent about the callers. And they get to call in and watch themselves on TV. They get to see their Twitter handle. They get to see their comments. Kudos and hats off to the SEC Network for that. But just like you other you guys said, look, I don't care about South Carolina spring game eight times a day or Florida's or or whatever. I, I think they need to be more live interviews, things going on in football. Because let's be honest. College football is the SEC. That, I mean, that, that's what SEC fans want is football. They don't care about volleyball or softball, really. But why don't you put some of the best games of college football on the SEC network involving SEC teams, Jonathan? Why don't you yes. you get interviews with coaches at least once or twice a week? Where one day, you know, for four hours, you're hearing interviews with coaches and things. These guys make five, six million dollars a year. They can come on the damn network and talk. But again, like like you said, I don't care about watching SEC. Uh, what is it? Polo and swimming and stuff and track and field. I don't care, and I don't care about these spring games. So why is the SEC? It's, it just seems like they're lazy to me. It's like. Title Nine is killing all it all,
3: Tarvin. Right. Title Nine is killing it all, or that's all they would have as a college football channel.
1: Well, I mean, it, it's cheaper to just keep rerunning certain things. Uh, we don't have to spend the money for 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 new content. I mean, let's let's be honest. If you told me the SEC Network, they did football, basketball, they did basketball. Let's let's be honest with that one. Uh, baseball, you, you do the important softball games because all those, the school pride kicks in when, when when you're in a tournament. You know what I mean? Doesn't matter what mm-hmm. sport it is. Like, I I don't yep. pay attention to to FSU soccer, and so all of a sudden we're in a tournament, and you're like, what? Oh, my eyes are on it. Same thing with softball, women's basketball. Um, you know, so each, you know, and they should always uh, have baseball on. Always, everybody will watch it. You know that. Uh, everybody watch football, everybody watch men's basketball, and like you said, at least once a week do a coach's show. We have a different coach every week for an interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, once a week, you SEC recruiting show. Um, what, what, you know, you air, let's say, one spring game during the summer. During so the summer stretch, let's say you air one spring game a week. It's a different spring game every week, right? But there's 14 of them. So that's 14 weeks where you have a, a full broadcast block, right, of three and a half hours. Okay, and like you said, I believe a great idea, something that I would get behind is um, you do uh, a replay of the best SEC games of the year as far as football goes in the offseason because I'll watch them and not the chopped up ones that they do that just aggravate me. We're going to jump ahead five minutes right now to fill this. No, 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 no. Do the whole game because people are going to watch it. People are going to record it and accept it. They're gonna watch the entirety of a game, Tennessee A and do not want an hour,
0: do
1: you? No, no, I hate I, I hate hour. the sped up ones. Hey, they, they do a three hour block and cut game out.
0: Hey, Jason, up there in Oregon, what is, do you have the SEC network available, and what are people's opinions out on the West Coast about the SEC? Because I think. People that listen to it also hate the SEC, and that's what draws them into it. So you love it, and you hate it, and you're getting the ratings from both, Jason.
2: Well, I I don't mind the SEC network. I get both SEC Big Ten but no Pac-12 network, which irritates me, and that's a different topic. But I (laughs) really watch the SEC network when it's football season, basketball season, um in the summertime i don't really pay much attention to it cuz it is the spring game the spring game that's like i don't really care it, no. it
3: it's yeah. it's so obvious that no one wants to talk about it. Thank God for Blog Talk Radio because mm-hmm. I'm yeah. going to say what I'm going to tell you what it's about. I'm going to tell you exactly what this is about and the reason why it fails is because we have Title IX. I'm going to say it as mm-hmm. uh, as politically cor- incorrect as it is. People don't care about women's sports period. I, I, you know, I'm so tired of listening to these old do-gooders and make you feel gooders. No one cares about women's basketball until the tournament because God what else is on. Okay. No one can Now, if for some reason softball gets play, but really let's be honest, would you rather watch a, uh, a, um, a replay of the SEC title game or women's softball? Well, duh. I mean, it's, it, it, The men, just change it. The men's channel. But they can't do it because they're up underneath Title IX. And, oh, women, they should get the same amount for everything. No, they shouldn't. They don't make enough money. You don't get the airplane. You don't get the play. Simple as that. Hey, when women bring in, I'll put it out there. When women's sport bring in a quarter of what men's sports make, then Try to make it equal. Until then, I hate to say it, women's sports just needs to shut up. No one's watching them. No one's talking about women's sports on ESPN radio or anything else. So Title (laughs) IX is what's killing the whole thing for it to be a success.
0: Yeah, and Jonathan Sonny's right. It doesn't move the needle. Women's sports, and look, when Auburn's playing in the – the World Series and softball, or something. Yes, I'm going to watch it because
2: Absolutely. it's Auburn,
0: like you said, Jonathan. When you're in a tournament, but I'm not going to come home on a Monday night and say, "Okay, honey, let me let me get down to the man cave so I can watch some Auburn and South Carolina <laughs> tennis on, or or so Wait, I can women watch women's softball. U- UConn UConn <laughs> beat beat Baylor by seventy points in basketball women's, but it's just like the only the biggest story in basketball this year for women's. Connecticut. That was the mm-hmm. biggest ratings for yep. women's basketball in forever. And yep. it's like the SEC football, baseball world series. It's not moving the needle. People don't watch they watch college football. here's the number one thing they watch. NFL, they watch the NBA and they watch college football. And all those yep. things are men. They're they're yes. adults in there. Nothing else matters. No other sports matter. Nobody can tell you. Hockey, there's about three people in the damn world that watch that when a game comes Mm on, if they're not at the game. Golf, nobody cares. Tennis, nobody cares. Golf is not a sport, it's it's a recreation. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. just the truth. There's three sports that that move the needle. NFL, and Mm -hmm. it will always be NFL. NBA, and college football. I hate the NBA, but let's let's be honest, honey. The NBA is moving the needle right now.
3: Well, they're always moving the needle, and as much as I don't think that LeBron James is a top ten um, basketball player in player history, he is the best player in the world. He'll tell you so. Um, and guess what? He, he's he got the grasp of the young people. But what I find amazing is is that LeBron James can get the grasp of the young people, but the young people are not the ones with the money. That's the amazing part of this whole thing. And wh- where all the money's coming from, it, because young people, no offense, they're they just don't have any money um, where the money is coming from, is from the, from the old rich white guys that are going out and watching NBA basketball. Oh. And that's what it is. Uh, so, you know when you when you look at it as a as a whole as far as things that move the needle you know it, it we we get so de- you know caught up in the political correctness that no one wants to look at the real stats and the real truth about something because we have to be so sensitive to
0: everybody's feelings
2: mhm and
0: and that's well why I love uh, people to like him. I love Donald Trump because he doesn't give Jonathan. about anything or anybody, what they say or feel. I wish we'd get back to that as a society.
1: (laughs) Well, and and to you back off of Sonny's point here, Uh, you know, as far as as the young people, it's interesting because that's the court cutters, right? And ESPN for some stupid reason has yet to be able to quantify uh, ratings for games that aren't televised. Because I'm going to be honest with you, during college football season, I'll have my TV on a split screen. Um, so, you know, I have, you know, game one and game two, right? And my <laughs> laptop, I'll have another four games going. I hear and I'll you. Watch in at least six games a clip. Uh, and then if I have my desktop running, it'll have probably another four games going. You know, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the weird guy who's got, like, Appalachian State against Tennessee, who cares, um, you know, going on to that just because it's Lawrence. Cool. And you never know what you're going to see. You might see something neat, right? Uh, uh, they, you know, it, it, they have not been able to quantify their ratings off of that because, I, you know, look, look at you know baseball seasons come around, and I have 1999 dollars a year. I sit down on my phone, and I watch a game. I will. I'll have whatever the local broadcast is up, and I have another game on my phone, and I'll sit there. I'm going to commercial my song. I grab my phone. I look at it, put it back down. Uh, you
0: know, I, I, I that's, that's just how I watch sports now. Well, I want to ask a question here, Sonny. But
2: Sonny we'll start with
0: Sonny. A lot of people, I don't know how Netflix, Hulu, People don't have cable or satellite as much as they used to, number one. Number two. Is you know all these subscriptions ESPN had and everything insider who needs nobody's everybody's an insider now with Twitter every thought anybody has any breaking news is on Twitter why is somebody going to go pay ESPN for a subscription or like their recruiting services and all this Sonny, when they have it at their fingertips.
3: Well, why, well, why did anybody, first of all, laziness, and second of all, a reputation of a dying breed, which is ESPN. Some people still think that ESPN is the place where you get your sports. I mean, I'll use the indoor football as an example, okay? When you market a corner, you corner a market, you get it to the people who want to see it there's no question about that and and guess what espn will get get the market on some something where people want to see it i and i, I don't know the street the streaming is really a confusing thing for me to understand except for what i do in in there i mean i don't know i mean i know that you can find out how long they watched and when they watched and why, you know, why they watched, they considered why they watch. I don't know how that is, but you know, I, I, with the way the world is changing now and technology, the way it is, you know, he, 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 Jonathan, he's going to pay his a little bit. Why? Because he's used to it, and he, and he likes it, and some people can like it. It's going to get to the point where people get fed up with it and sick and tired of it or figure out, hey, I could just go on Twitter and get the same stuff. A lot of people are stupid to get out of their own way to find out something
2: different.
0: And, Jonathan, does that sound right to you about, I just thought about that a minute ago, about the subscriptions and everything? You go to Twitter, you're getting any breaking news there is immediately. Nobody, I, I don't know if I'm making sense or not, but it's like Rivals and all this information, you know, to pay for your team to see it. Why do you need that when everybody's running their fat mouth on Twitter?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. I, I used to have Insider, uh, believe it or not, uh. I actually used it more just for their uh, their engines they used when I was you know gambling, Um, but uh, (laughs) they they did they had some really nice they had some really nice simulation models, but uh, you know the the thing with it was that's all I used it for I never really looked at articles or anything maybe I looked at Keith Law for baseball just because I respect his opinion, Um, otherwise I didn't use Insider at all, Uh, so it, it was. It's interesting, because I want to say they charge 100 bucks a year, and it includes ESP in the magazine, which, who cares? I mean, how, how many people, A, actually pick up a magazine on a on a, on a, most, a weekly subscription basis anymore, unless, you know, like, Sports Illustrated, yeah. I'll do it. Just get it's SI, it even then, I can get on my phone, and get on my computer. Um, you know, so it's, you know, the... the Subscription model for the Insider thing is is a dying breed. That's something that they really need to get away from. Um, you know, that, you know, because I think Insider at this point, I really don't think it's it, it's a be, it's a benefit to ESPN. I, I honestly don't believe enough people have it to care. Uh, because ESPN the magazine, I'm gonna be honest with you. The last time I picked it up, I flipped through it, looked at it, and went, "This is a joke." You know, uh, it, it, it just it's yeah, the writing was not as good. They don't have the same stats, which Illustrated has, as as far as that goes. Uh, so I do think, because of Twitter, ESPN Insider and other subscription services uh, yep. have died off. They really have. You know, when I see somebody like, you know, you got to pay this much for Insider recruiting, I'm, what? Why? When I got, you know, especially I got Bud Elliott, or I got the guy for, uh, for Rivals whose name slipped my mind, they're putting everything out there already, you know. Naturally, if I want, you know, there, there's there's ten guys for each major university that are breaking it down on there for free. You know, SB, uh, SB Nation. You know that, that each team has its own blog, and these guys can these guys get credentials. They know what's going on, and even if they don't, they'll see something like that and just regurgitate it. So I, it, it just blows my mind. Um, that people still make you pay for these insider things so you can be part of a message board. Come on, man. Yeah.
0: Listen. And, and I think listen, Sonny made Jonathan. A point earlier about political correct political correctness, and I think that's why Fox News and and Blog Talk Radio and some of those Sonny, are, are are growing. Go ahead, Sonny, and I'm gonna bounce it to Jason.
3: Yeah, but you know where you know we do the sports show on Sundays all the time. And, and where? And I'm going to tell you where a lot of people are going to. And I, I don't think it's just me. I'm going to betting sites. Why? These people know the facts, man. I'm telling you. You want to get a good idea about what's going to go on in an SEC game? Don't go to the SEC network for God's sake. They got, <laughs> They have motives to push things. You want the real scoop? You want to pay for a site? Go to a betting site. You're going to get the truth at the betting site because that is where all the yeah. information is coming from, and that's not even a joke.
1: I've been saying that's a great funny. point,
0: man. Sonny, you, you look at, like, the SEC Network, for instance, and LSU, and just say Alabama's playing Ole Miss, and everybody in the world saying Alabama, Alabama, Alabama. You go to Vegas, all of a sudden, Bama's a one-point favorite or something. You're like, Holy crap, what's exactly. going on here? And exactly <laughs> they tell you they tell you that hey, so and so they know so and so's girlfriend broke up with him. They know so and so's on the take. I mean, you're exactly right. Jason, give us your thoughts on what, what we're saying real quick before we slide to another topic.
2: Well, the the whole um I will do with something that you go to bed in that fast and you look at the line that's that's more reliable than the studio host that really says the favorite 90% of the time, you know?
0: Yeah. And, and guys, just to give you an example, and, and I'll throw one out there, Sunny for Auburn. Like, you know, they're I think they're going to have a big year year, and some people do, some people don't. But when you go to Vegas and you look at point spreads in a game, you see – Clemson, the defending champion, at home playing Auburn, only a five-point favorite. That tells me a lot. That tells me all I need to know. Bama is favored fourteen points over everybody, but against Auburn, they're favored like six. So I mean, Vegas knows, and and Vegas can't put Auburn a favorite right now. Hell, just in case Auburn's not, everybody's gonna bet on Alabama. So why do they, why do they need to make Auburn a favorite? You know, they don't have to. Everybody's gonna bet on Alabama anyway. So. I think Vegas knows more about it, and you're right. I don't need to go hear Tim Tebow talk bull crap about Florida. When I can go to Vegas, and and they'll tell me and everything should, I need to know. And get the real and, truth. And, and those are the people you pay. Yeah, those are the people you pay. If I need to know something about Florida State or something, I'll call Johnson. If I need to know Auburn, I've got about 50 connections, and I can call it any time just about and get all this information. But at the end of the day, I'm telling you guys in this society, people want to exclude included. And I think up makes people feel included. There's some, you know, some controversy on there. They get hit, and that's good. That's good for ratings. But, Sonny, would you rather sit on hold for three hours and let Colin Coward call you a stupid ass? Or would you rather get on Findbomb and see your name on the TV and and interact with people? That's the difference. Colin Coward's ratings are up because he's controversial, but so he gives less than a damn about anybody listening to the show. He doesn't care about their opinion. All he cares about is his own.
3: All he cares about is his sponsors. Let's be honest. I mean, Colin Cowherd yeah. will – listen, if his sponsors said, you know, if his sponsors said Muggsy Bogues is the next big thing, he would be in the closet of Muggsy Bogues, okay? All right, let's be honest. And I I, think you said it this morning. I think, I think LeBron James has paid off. Colin Coward, I do, I believe it, I, I've never seen the biggest the biggest love affair of LeBron James has to come from, and he sells it, man, and, and he sells it good, I mean, you actually believe Colin Coward has a major hard-on for him, and you, know, and you believe it. Now, I don't know if he does or not, it does seem like he has a love affair, but I think, you know, everybody has the price. And, you know, listen, if LeBron James said, hey, Sonny, you, you promote my show, I'll give you a million dollars, LeBron James's crap would be gold. I'm telling you right now, they're all on the take.
0: And It was funny, Jonathan. I heard, and it just, I mean, we know he's got a hard on for LeBron on the payroll, but it was a night where LeBron, which game was it, where it might have been two or three when they choked, when LeBron choked in the fourth quarter and Golden State came back and won, Durant went off, and for that reason, Colin Coward said that's how he's greater than Michael Jordan. I'm like, why? Because he sucked in the fourth period. I mean, this guy would find a way to make make him great no matter what. I mean, that's it's sickening. I've never seen a love affair like that ever. It's bad. And any and you can't. I mean, I love Auburn, but I'm not sitting here every night telling you how great they are when they lose forty nine to nothing. I'm not praising them. I'm like, no, they like, suck. They need to fire somebody. Mm. Colin Coward's right opposite. But Unless. Let's move on real quick to the NFL. I want to talk some quarterback play in the NFL this year. And, and Sonny, I know no, Cam had no. a bad year last year. He lost some confidence. His offensive line wasn't that good. Uh, his body language just didn't sell me. But this year coming up, what do you think about – give me the top five quarterbacks in the NFL in 2017. Like, if you were, you were rating them this year – Who's the top five quarterbacks in the NFL, and we'll go around the room
3: here. Well, in no certain orders, the ones off my top of my head are, you know, are the guys. Okay? The, the cornerstone of, of quarterbacks okay, is Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, and then you can pick out of the rest of the league on who they are. And you know you know you're gonna what you're gonna get from Aaron Rodgers. You know what you're gonna get from the uh, to Tom Brady, the guy the guy that just signed the twenty five million dollar contract who didn't care if. And I'm gonna tell you right now he took the money because it was given to him he probably would have paid for less I'm talking about Derek Carr and they wet that guy up and that was that and I'm going to tell you for the last two years one of the best quarterbacks in this league and it's tough for me to say because he's a Raider Derek Carr has been one of the best quarterbacks in the AFC as well as the NFL because all you're getting from Aaron Rodgers is you know shoulders that he has to carry a team so they're going to drop games they Shouldn't Tom Brady's going to be Tom Brady? The question that you, that I have is is when you're looking at Derek Carr, this is the up and comer. you know, where's Drew Brees on that top five? Well, I think Drew Brees is right there probably going to be about number four, and I'm going to tell you the reason why, and it is because of Adrian Peterson. And it's not because, guess what, now Drew Brees doesn't have to go deep down the field, and they can save Drew Brees for the next five years of his career because he doesn't have to go deep down the field. They have they have Adrian Peterson, and I'm telling you right now, there are not too many better you know runners with the ball in the open field than than Adrian Peterson. And and then I I look at a guy that's down in Atlanta, you know what's going on, how much of the Uh, Super Bowl hangover is going to get into uh, Ryan's head. Because if you look at it by the numbers, you say, well, you know, Matt Ryan should be up there. So, you know, trying to figure out uh, that is really tough.
0: Yeah, I think think people are too up and down on Quarterbacks, I know they had a bad year, but when I look at quarterbacks, like there's three that I know every week, like you said. I know Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the NFL, there's no doubt. I know Tom Brady's there. I know Drew Brees. Jonathan, those three every week I know. But how in the world did you move Cam Newton out of a top ten because of one season? He's put up record numbers every year except last year. And if you look at it, the injury he had, the Super Bowl hangover coming off that, the offensive line not being good. How could you say, and, and maybe I'm wrong about this, how could you say Cam Newton's not a top-tier quarterback? Because some of these people have him about 15. They have Carson Palmer ahead of him, Kirk Cousins, Marcus Mariota. Are you kidding me? I mean, I just don't get it. Tell me, Jonathan. What am I missing here? I mean,
1: I I I, I remember breaking this down at some point last year, and I wish I could remember my list. But I know Brady and Rodgers were one and two. I I, I know that, yeah. and I, I think that's a given in the NFL. Um, you know, people forget that Rodgers was sacked thirty-five times last year. He also threw forty touchdowns against seven interceptions. I just just throwing that out there. Um, you know, you know, those two are clearly the the best two that the game has to offer. There's no doubt about that. Now. Where it gets interesting is when you look at your franchise quarterbacks, right, and and how do you differentiate them? Whereas you look at guys like Matt Ryan, you look at guys like, you know, Drew Brees, who's definitely on the tail end of his career. The perception numbers are starting to spike a little bit. But, again, 5,000 yards, 70% completion percentage. Um, you know, as you look at Derek Carr, Andrew Luck, Roethlisberger, Tannehill, who put together uh, a good season last year, finally put uh, some good numbers God. together. I, I know, but I mean, this is the kid who looks like he <laughs> have to start to figure it out. Matthew Stafford, uh, a guy that I'm not high on, but a lot of people are, especially since he got hit sacked 41 times last year, Russell Wilson. Um, you look at somebody like my boy down here in Tampa, famous Jameis. So, you know, how do you differentiate these guys? Well, James and Mariota, I don't have there yet. I think it's, the year Mariota had was pretty good outside. I mean, obviously, he got hurt, and that's the biggest knock on him. And that you have to worry about him getting mm-hmm. hurt? And look, 228 yards a game—that's less than Alex Smith. Like that's 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 not stellar. Terrible. We, we, we got we, we got to look at that. Terrible. The, the receiving corpse he had was not very good either. And, he obviously, he got a big upgrade with Corey Davis and um, uh, Eric Decker, who they just signed. Uh, Andrew Luck is another quarter. Andrew Luck, honestly, is top-five quarterback to me. Um, you know, the guy did been hurt. 31 touchdowns against 13 interceptions, sacked 41 times. He carries his team week in, week out, right? And, you know, after the top two, I don't really rate them. Okay, so Luck's definitely in that next tier for me. I think Drew Brees is still in that next tier for me. I think Matt Ryan's in that next tier. He puts up good stats. There's no doubt about that. Cam Newton's the same way. He's in that tier, too. They're not, the, you know, you're not looking at two, they're guaranteed Hall of Famers. Right? Because, you know, Cam Newton retires tomorrow. He's not going to the Hall, right? For not long enough. Uh, whereas, you know, Brady Rogers, yeah. Uh, Roethlisberger, it seems like he's starting to decline a little bit. But I definitely think that there's a group of, uh, let's say, 10 quarterbacks like Derek Carr, who I forgot to mention. Obviously, he's phenomenal. 28 touchdowns against six interceptions. You want to know how good his offensive line was? He got sacked 16 times. Okay, that the only guy, a qualified starter, if you will, as far as QB rating goes, that took less sacks, Tom Brady's 15. Derek Carr had has a great offense built around him. But not Absolutely. only that, but he has the tools. He has the mental capacity. This kid is phenomenal. Um, so I think, you know, when you look at, like you said, Cam Newton's top ten, Derek Carr has, might have kicked himself into the top five. Andrew Luck, I believe, is top five. There's a lot. You know, people talk about the state of quarterback playing in the NFL. They do, and I had an issue with that because Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, Dak Prescott was very good last year, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees. Believe it or not, Sam Bradford wasn't all that bad. Twenty yeah. touchdowns, only five interceptions, seventy-one point six uh, completion percentage, sacked thirty-seven okay. times. Another yeah. guy got beat on. I quarterback play well, in the NFL is very about, good.
0: You talk about beat on, and that's what I was talking about, Cam. Sonny is. You look at his sacks. I mean, last year, 36. The year before, 33, 38, 43, 30. I mean, it's adding up, I think. And from his completion to go from a 60% career passer to 52.9, Sonny, I think that's what I'm looking at. What happened last year to make I Cam know. Newton take such a dip? Um, that that's, I, 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 I look at his career and not just one season to see, okay, for five years he, was, he did – Pretty good, you know. He had that one year, two thousand fifteen, where he did well. But last year, what happened to cause Cam Newton to to kind of take a tailspin like he did?
3: I think I've got the answer, and 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 I'm going to name a guy that you know of. I, I, let me before I say it. What? How good of a player do you think David Garrard was?
0: Um, uh, he was average.
3: Average, first. yeah, exactly. Who was his quarterback coach or the offensive coordinator at the time?
0: Was it Shula?
3: No, it was absolutely, uh, oh, absolutely terrible. yes, yes, he was. Now that having been said, what I mean, is that, I'm telling you, I, I I know this is a horrible thing to say. They need a real. They need a guy that can run that offense. Mike Shula is not getting the job done because they don't know the, that offense is not what he's used to. They think David Garrard, oh, he, you know, he, he coached David Garrard. This is going, he wasn't that great. And before that, all he was doing was coaching pocket quarterbacks. They need the type of coach that can actually intensify what Cam Newton can do more so than try to try to change it and make it to where it works for him. I don't know who, and now I don't know who that coach is. It's not Mike Shula. And I think that's one of the big problems right there as far as where Cam Newton is in his development. I don't think he has the right coaching for his style of play because you want to try to take a little bit away from him and keep him in the pocket a little bit, but you've got to be able to find the coach that can tell him when's the best time to go ahead and bail on that and use his legs and how he uses his legs. And then, most importantly, after you make a play, just take your ass back to the, to the damn huddle and shut your mouth and stop with the nonsense that people criticize you on because that's where your focus goes to after the game. It's not how you play the game. It's what people say on Twitter about how you play the game. They need the right coach, and Mike Shula is not the guy.
0: And, Jonathan, you know, you saw, you saw Cam and what he's capable of, what he can do. Do you think – they're going away from the running game of Cam Newton more and that's causing him to stay in the pocket longer with a bad offensive line and just just not I think he's frustrated. When I look at Cam, I know he's been hurt a little bit, but he just seems frustrated to me and well what's it gonna take to get him back up to that top five level?
1: Um stop getting hurt. Guys that that that's the thing with Cam is he's gotta he's gotta have less touches. Um as far as the running game goes because he's gonna keep getting dinged. This isn't this this isn't the SEC anymore. Everybody out there is a five star athlete. Uh you're gonna get you're going especially in the, the NFC South which has decided that they're gonna full on a defensive uh rebuild, you're gonna get knocked. I mean mm-hmm. knocked. So he's got to he's I've got how about the long hit. Jonathan?
0: How about the late hit, the targeting that's never called on him? That's, uh, I think, is adding up, and it's mentally in his head, too. I think having a child and everything, he's starting to feel more vulnerable a little bit, more human. And I think, you know, those cheap shots and the referees not protecting him, I mean, I think that's a a part of it, concussion. I mean,
1: mean, A, Cam's got to protect himself, B, can we take a playbook at a Brady's? At uh, a you know, Brady's playbook, become best friends with every single ref. All of a sudden, you're going to get those calls. You know, it's just like baseball. All right, you know this. You played it. Uh, if you get after the umpire, all of a sudden that strike zone's got a little smaller for your pitcher and a little bigger for the other. You know, what I mean, and if you're on the right side of the umpire, uh, human for the nature, referee, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you're on the right side there, they're gonna give you the benefit of the doubt. problem so probably Cam is that he was whining and crying about it from day one, even when it might not have been a late hit. And, and, and you know, the other problem with Cam is that officials, NFL refs, had not they don't really deal with quarterbacks like him that often, where they're running around a And the minute he he leaves the pocket, you're trying to figure out if he's running or throwing. And, and there's a lot of things going on there. It's very it's very confusing. And look. Hell with the hell with it it's tough to call in real time. The idea is, and in college, you've this, is when in doubt, call it We review it. The NFL, when in doubt, there's no when in doubt, call it. It, it happened or it doesn't. Um, so, you know, as far as Cam goes, he just needs to man up. Just man up. Realize you're going to get beat on. They all do. Look at Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger gets beat on year and year. Y'all hear him crying about it. Thank you. Know, you. Gets, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a, and Andrew Walker are poster child for getting their heads crushed. They don't complain about it. You know, Jameis well, got knocked around last year. to tell you year. the
0: difference. It's a racial thing. I mean, it's Thank like, you, too.
1: I look at Jameis. It, I
0: think it is. Look at Jameis. It's a victim thing sometimes. J- Jameis yes. never cries. Jameis he 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 just stands on tables screaming obscenities. That's all he does. He doesn't do anything like he doesn't complain about officials or anything like that. But Cam is, uh, and, and here's the deal: Jonathan and Sonny and Jason, he's been coddled his entire life. Like he's been spoiled by his dad. He's been told how great he was. These guys don't care about that. But Ben Roethlisberger is a tough dude. Aaron Rodgers is a tough dude. Cam Newton, he's big. But he's like a teddy
3: bear in the way he he whines a lot. He does. Listen,
0: I, I'm going to tell you what. Uh, there's a, a couple of things. Number one,
3: Cam is his own problem. Okay, he's his worst nightmare I- himself. But that having been said, you go back to two th- 2015. The offensive line, you know, guys only mi- guys only miss, and I'm reading the stat. It, it's amazing, and I did not know this. In 2005, four, four games were uh, injuries on the offensive line. Only four, four injuries, okay, on that offensive line. Last year, 21 injuries, okay? That is huge. So not only was Cam Newton beat up, so was that offensive line after the 15-1 and season. Why? Well, duh, once you become a threat, Give the defensive coordinators some time to figure out what is going to be a weakness or make a weakness. they will figure out how to do it and how do you how do you you stop cam Newton you you take care of the offensive line you don't even have to stop cam Newton Cam Newton will stop himself. But when you stop that offensive line and you can get through the offensive line, then Cam Newton is on the run, and there's where he's going to get popped. There's where he's going to get hit hard. There's where he's going to be knocked out of the game for a game or two or three or whatever the case may be. And, and, Tarvin, you're absolutely right. This guy's married now. He has a child. He's got other things. And then you've got these these other things coming out. Regard, and this guy has taken some head-on hits. And you want to talk about this guy is gun shy. He's he, I, I'm and, and I hate to say this to you, uh, Tarvin. Okay. But, Cam Newton is going to be an average quarterback for the rest of his career because of the outside things that are going on in his life Mm -hmm. and things of that sort. All of this is going to get into his head because he's not mentally strong in the first place. Everybody knows that. Now add on the fact that now he's worried about the concussions because he's been talking about it. And he also has a family and a child that he's got to take care of for the rest of his life.
0: And he's rich and he's got a clothing line. I mean, there's, yeah, and, and so many other things he could be doing. Rocky, yeah, I know we talk about Rocky a lot. Rocky Three, remember, Rocky was the best until he got he got used to that million dollar house and and all the paychecks. And Mr. T came hungry. And I think if Cam Newton's going to be above average quarterback and be great again, he's got to be a man. He's got to be. And I don't mind him complaining a little bit. It's how he handles himself, the body language is what bothers me a little bit. That. When you're a leader, people look up to you, and if you're over there with your head down and all this,
2: that's okay Jay when Cutler. you're
0: 15. But it's Jay not Cutler. okay when you're 28. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. And But but here's the deal. He's got to get that out of his head, and maybe, just maybe, he adjusted. Because you remember, his kid was just born right when the season started, I believe, if I'm not yep. mistaken. You're um, right. And I think it takes you a while to adjust. And I've had, I've got a five-month-old, and it's, it really knocked me on my butt. I was like, wow, you don't know until you do it, you know, what it's like (laughs) to raise a baby. But I just think when you've got that kind of money, what what does Cam Newton really need to prove? He wants a ring. He got to the Super Bowl. And I just think he got his MVP. So what is he going to risk now? What does he need in his life? And I think he's got a a child. He's got all the money he's ever going to need. I don't know if he'll ever be hungry enough, but I know this. He is a competitor. This will be the year that tells it all right here. Because this is his going into his seventh year. And that kind of quarterback, it's just hard for him to play 15 years. So, Sonny, I'm going to gamble and say if Cam Newton doesn't have a great year this year, I think Carolina's going to be looking to to get rid of him. And he'll be probably on the Cleveland Browns or somewhere like that. He'll be a starter, but he just won't be that big of an impact.
3: It, it, they need that offensive line to not have the injuries they did last year. That will help starting off number one. Because if he knows he's got to start running for his life in game number one because they don't have the offensive line, um, that's already going to get in his head. you got to remember, Michael didn't even play after week number three. That hurt. All right, so you got to look out for that. And then they, they got to make sure that they get some free agents in there. They have signed a couple of them, but they are not the same guys that were back in uh, – 2015 that when they went on that 15 and one run, so you know you've got to make sure that you maintain that offensive line of far, because that line of scrimmage is yeah. going to be is going to be the tail of his career for the rest of his career wherever he may play. Well, That's
0: it. I mean, so, any any team, Jonathan, it's, it's about your offensive line, how good your quarterback is.
1: Yeah, I yeah, I've always always said that, you know, I mean, you know, people why would you reach for an offensive line well, is it really reaching when they're kind of the most important part of your team? But there's mm-hmm. we're questioning whether Cam is hungry enough, that's an issue. That's I if you're a football player, I should never question your hunger to play ball. You get paid the world to play a game. You get paid Millions of dollars to play a game. Let let let, let just let not not the practice, not practice. Not, we're not talking about practice. We're talking about a game. I'm talking about. I, I had to work it in. Uh, but I mean, I that, that that's the thing. So if Sam's not hungry enough because he just had a child and he's you know he's got a warrior about it, get out, get out. Right, you're done. You're
2: mentally mm.
3: done. The well, minute you well, start not, worrying about my player, health. I exactly. Well, I think I think he, the hunger you're right about, but I'm going to tell you right now, a guy like Cam Newton, more than probably anybody, because look at every time he gets hit in the head, I'm going to tell you right now the concussions that are in his head. Not because he's taken and probably has had them, he knows he's going to get more. He is gun shy, folks. I'm telling you right now, and that those those gun yeah. shy mistakes go interceptions and, and bad bad passes across the middle that will at a bad time lose a football game. You're right. The mental t- uh, toughness I don't think is there because I think he is afraid. And all you got to do is just look at the other side in the Washington Redskins when they got a guy who does exactly what he does, but it took a couple of years for him to start hitting him. And I'm talking about RG3. He just started getting Uh, hit year one. They figured out now you could do the same thing Cam Newton get into his head and it'll uh, affect his game.
0: Well, well, the thing about Cam is RG3 sucks all the time. I've I've always said that. But the thing about Cam, he cares – too much about what people think that's his problem and that's i think rg3 was on a it. different football team he would have been a lot
3: better than what he is you can very easily say he sucks but look at the football team that he played for for god's sake that had no wide right receivers you put him on a good football team he would have been a lot better i and, and i'm not an rg3 fan at all but well, kind of this like is, a, this is guys, a guy yeah. that felt like he had to run because he didn't
2: have anybody to throw it
0: to. And you know, Cam came from a what was it a one in was it one in fifteen team? Jonathan, I think when he was playing too. But, but Carolina was a little better than than the sorry Redskins to me. They had more more weapons. Absolutely, but, you know. I, but I think Cam Newton is going to adjust. And I think if that offensive line doesn't get better, and, and tell me if I'm wrong, Jonathan, I don't remember. Many changes to that line, really, from from last year to this um, year. What am I missing? Are the are the guys going to be healthier now? The I know was I mean, out a
1: the, lot. The starters, anyway. Yeah, I mean, Khalil was out. Obviously, that's an issue. But, I mean, this, this, what has Carolina done to improve their offensive line? Like, we talked about it. You know, when you know, look at the, you know, the two biggest needs for the Panthers going into the draft this year. Offensive line.
0: Left tackle.
1: Cornerback. Yeah, especially left tackle and cornerback. Yes. And you look at this draft, you're like, Christian McCaffrey, huh? So, yeah, he's going to block 270. 2070- I mean, look, I, I, look, if you didn't have the holes, it's a fine pick. But Christian McCaffrey going to block 270-pound defensive ends? No, you know, I mean, so Carolina has to understand that Jordan Gross isn't walking back to that door. It's not happening, guys. I hate to, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. He's not coming back, you know. So until you know, you look at the the Bucks understood that. And that's why they drafted guys like Donovan Smith and Allie Marbette. Yes. They brought in yes. J.R. Sweezy. They, they understood. We need as many offensive line bodies as possible. Find the right next and go from there. New England does the same thing. Indianapolis did the same thing when, when uh, Peyton was there. You're always trying to protect your, I mean, look at the Packers. They're, they're always getting on the... Oh, they just let Deidre Smith and Len. Yeah, but it doesn't mean they didn't have guys behind them. You know, exactly. so you, you would have to reinvest in your line. If you don't don't do that. What's the point?
2: Uh, what well, and, and yeah. especially and when I'm they can't you, keep keep them
1: healthy.
0: Yeah, Khalil's the best center in the game and he missed eight games, I believe, and in the left tackle, Michael Orr. what did he miss, Sonny? About 10 he was games gone after week three.
3: three. He was and gone he after week. Yeah, he was uh He was gone after week three, and then you had yeah. Rimmers on the other side. He had to move to the left side, and then he got it. Daryl Williams went down, and uh, he, you know Trey then Turner. he's in turn. Yep, Turner. Exactly. And those are the guys that if you don't, like Townsend said, if you don't reinvent the wheel, okay. In other words, if you don't have a spare in the car, don't drive the car. Okay, they got to be able to figure it out. They drafted more than you know it, Garvin. They drafted
1: yeah, they
2: really dare, bad. And, and because I'm going to tell
3: you dare dare. Not, this, this blow you away. If, you, if you're not going to get the best backup quarterback ever in the world, you've got to protect the only thing that yeah. gets you in the end zone and wins you so, the game.
0: And only one offensive lineman, that was the left guard, Andrew Norwell, played his original position through the year. So one offensive lineman, guys, one played his normal position everybody else was injured out of position so this year with uh benjamin being his second year back kelvin benjamin was a little gunshot too coming back from that injury i think this is going to help having having some great running backs i think carolina look atlanta is not going to win it this year i promise you that new orleans is going to be a lot better this year Tampa is going to be a lot better this year in Carolina. That's a it's a three team. I mean, it's a good division if you look at it now with Jameis Winston being in this division, with Tampa being good. I mean, it's a it's a it's a good division. But guys, we're going to have to roll and run any mm-hmm. final thoughts, Jason, on what we've been talking about?
2: well just great um, great talk um for Cam Newton for me is I want him to be a better quarterback when things go wrong. When the things go wrong you change to think and wanna um yeah. wanna him by that pest defense. But that AFC South behind the the West in the AFC is top two divisions, so yeah. Good night. Fair. All right, buddy. Thanks, Jason. All right. Jonathan, anything you wanna
1: talk about?
0: Comment on before we get out of here? Um
1: yeah, uh, so hockey talk, deal with it. They just had the expansion no, draft for the new team. No. Ah, listen, <laughs> listen, <just laughs> listen. <gotta> <laughs> uh, well, no, no, because this is, this is just – everybody, everybody who ever wants to be in, this is your dream, right? You get to start a team from scratch, from from a franchise. They just had two ways <laughs> of going about it. And they came away with an like eight first-round pick. I mean, if you just want, don't just pretend you don't know the sport and just look at the deals they made. It's so much fun because it reminds you of everything you'd ever wanted to be when you were never a GM. Other than that, uh, grab my field steal, get ready, guys. I'm, I, I, I'm going to try and generate, uh, I got about a week of, of downtime, so I'm going to try and generate it on huh. my spreadsheet, get it all up to go, and we'll definitely be ready to start shooting the hip at college football.
0: Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready, man. NFL and college—that's all we're going to be living and breathing, Sonny, from
2: July
0: through February. That's that's really Absolutely. all to talk about, right? Uh, yeah,
3: all all to talk about, except maybe Jonathan and I will start up a hockey uh, hockey show. He might uh, only, besides me, be interested. But take away from that, what my last start? those those Raiders, twenty-five million dollars to you for the man. What do you got to do now? You better get Ed Jackson. First, I know you've got some good talent at the wide receiver position in Cooper as well as uh, right across the middle on the defensive side. But you've got to protect them. But watch what the Oakland Raiders will do. They will lock up all three of their guys that have the potential to hit the free agency. And with the leadership of Jack Del Rio, he has been able to get a hold of these young guys and make them buy the system. And I'm telling you right now, and I'm going on record The only team that can beat the Patriots are the Oakland Raiders, and the Oakland Raiders are going to be in the Super Bowl this year.
0: Wow. All right. Well, I'll have to do more studying before I'll uh, take Tom Brady out of that top spot right now. But we'll see. Well, guys, we'll be back Sunday night for sure. Maybe we can do a week show. And I haven't had a vacation in about two years almost. I'm thinking I'm going to try to take – the week of July 4th off We get that Tuesday off anyway So I'm going to try to take a few days off So hopefully we can get a show in as well Then, Jonathan and Sonny
2: Sounds uh, good oh, yeah. oh, okay. All right, good. guys well, be Take on. care I'll be next Thanks now. for
0: joining me All right It's going to be great I can't wait to get the crew back together again here And start getting into <laughs> the best thing in the world NFL and college football, guys We'll God bless. Take care. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for taking time out to come talk some sports with us. We'll see you for sure next Sunday night.
2: All right, boys.